Welcome to this segment of Be Simply. Today we are speaking to Sean C. Kennedy. He's a singer, a songwriter, a wise man from Scotland, currently residing in Tennessee. Without further ado, let's dive in with Sean. Growing in a garden, she's everywhere. Like an ocean, it's her potion. Blowing in the wind, she's everywhere. And I find the Sean, I'm so excited to be speaking with you. It's been a, a slow meander for both of us, our lives to cross paths. And I think yes. it's a perfect moment as we're entering into this uh, new year. I want to just dive in to share kind of a little bit of background for people that don't know you, um, because you span from athlete athletics to creative song expression a uh, musician, aka musician, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I think an inspirer, a motivator to keep one well. So those are kind of the three ways I've connected to you. If you can share a little bit how your arc of life has led you from maybe the young, motivated, inspiring mm-hmm. athlete mm-hmm. to uh, the, ro- I don't know, the romantic uh, musician with a story. Yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> people are definitely yeah that's that's the outlook that they have i'll take it right yeah i love romantic movies and all that so um yeah grew up in grew up in scotland most of born there born and raised and then started to venture over to the u.s actually my grandmother's sister moved to atlanta a, lot, a long time ago so when i was a toddler i would travel to lucky enough to come across the atlantic ocean with my family and mm. there's a picture of me three years old with a georgia bulldogs t-shirt on and like an ice cream cake at three years old <laughs> so uh, the u.s has obviously been a i've been a part of it and it's been a part of me for like a long time and then growing up watching movies so but yeah i lived most of my life in scotland and then um i made trips to like new york and la not not as long a stint as i do i'm based in nashville now but mm. i um went to new york did the the marathon and stuff like that um so I'd spent a little bit of time, but majority of my days were spent playing football, which you guys have adopted the name called soccer, which makes no sense. We'll yeah, but there. we know, we do know what football, I mean, that means. Foot, <laughs> yeah. Football, yeah. yeah. The people are like, you do kick it with your foot majority of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was most of my days, and that was the thing that came easiest to me growing up. And and then as a, a youth, I was in playing with professional teams, and then you come up towards you like 18 and that's when you start to venture into first team football mm-hmm. and that's when it really becomes like a um are you made for this or are you not because right. you're going through your adolescence your body changes are you strong enough your height there's so many things what i have now found out and i've probably known for a few years but the admittance of it is hard work is everything like everyone's yeah. talent everyone's has the amount of talent and I've learned recently that I almost have to tell myself that I'm not talented because my oh. ego will take over that. So 
And this is a new thing for me where yeah. we all know hard work will beat talent every day of the week until talent works hard. But David Goggins, who I'm sure you've probably heard of, phrased it differently. He's like, people don't know how to go beyond the talent because their ego won't let them. Mm. So the dismantle of that. So another extra, Beautiful. maybe an extension that we can jump to. But yeah. um, so did that most of um, up until 19. And then I had, um, I ended up having a few operations on my, my right knee, which was a random defect that the doctor um, had claimed that it was a wear and tear thing. So anyway, I had to get these operations and one led to the next. I had to get a stem cell bone transplant, which is, I was one of the first in the UK to have that done. So I had to have bone removed from my knee and they cloned my cartilage. And 12 weeks later, after being in a lab in Germany, they brought these cells back and injected them into the hole. And then a year later, it turned back to bone. So for me back then was being like 19 or 20 years old. I would never have thought like that's cool. I just thought like I'm not gonna play football again. Yeah. My life's ruined, I'm depressed, what am I gonna do now? So I went through that whole spiritual awakening when when I was that young and I know a lot of people may have been they've they've went through it when they're younger than that. I also like watched my mum go through depression two years prior to that. So mm. I'd also been feeling the emotions of my mum's life as well because one, it's my mum to my love for my mom my family there's also a huge respect for women just in general like that Mm. i understand the energy and i have good conversations with women probably more than i do men Mm. and maybe that's just i've been blessed to be around unconditional love like for my grandmother my mom and my sister um so I, i felt that prior to even going through my own spiritual journey fast forward many years i didn't realize that in chinese medicine theology that you hold your emotions for your mother and your knees yeah so that was like i've been holding that i've been holding my mom's feelings where energy in my knees and then i go through because there was no explanation for it so so that was a huge thing huge ordeal at that age to go over and my ego being crushed it's like this is who i'm supposed to be like this Mm -hmm. is it and it wasn't till as you say, when depression is the deep rest state, where it's not till you go to the very bottom that hopefully if you're lucky enough that you get out of it, that yeah. you rediscover a new person. You literally become a different person. And it's mm-hmm. a choice. Sometimes you don't have a choice because it's thrown at you. Yeah. But you get this little sparkle of something. You're like, oh, that that's for me. And that was my first kind of spiritual moment of when I was – couch bound and on crutches I was on crutches for two and a half months and I couldn't, couldn't put my foot on the ground because of the style of operations and my joints so right. that was very challenging so playing computer games all this time free and music's in my family but it just wasn't the frequency wasn't in there it right. wasn't coming through me for me to express myself so yeah I um I would just put my iPod in the docking station take a shower for 30 minutes nowhere else to go yeah. And then I must have just started to just download it. And mm. then my family, my sister had heard me singing a couple of songs. And she's like, you were tone deaf, like tone deaf. <laughs> and she was like, no way. And then that kind of came out and she said to my dad, and my dad was very, he he just like, his decision was made. He was like, oh, he's, he's going to be a footballer. He's definitely not in music because that would have came out early on. And then, he was shocked the most, I think. So 
So then he said, if you want to get if you want to get into a band, local band, and you want to pursue this songwriting thing, like then shop around and try and see who's available. So I ended up going out that night and I went to the stall on crutches. I was like, I'm gonna to go to the pub, meet my friends, just don't have to stay in all the time. Yeah. So I went there and I met a guy from high school who was in a locally successful band and he was asking what happened. It's like a long, long story. And I said, how about you? How's, and just off the top of my head, like everything going well with your band? He's like, it's actually been amazing, but it's crazy. The singer just left last week. And I'm like, oh. is this for me? <laughs> and then, and that was, it. it was my first spiritual moment of this is for me as far as Gump moment here. Um, yeah. And then I joined a band for a year, couldn't write songs, couldn't play guitar was never one to stand in front of a crowd and speak on a microphone never mind sing so just threw myself in the deep end and that was my early apprenticeship um and then i wanted to extend it and learn more about songwriting do the singer songwriter thing pick up guitar and um the band kind of slowly fizzled out they had really good full-time day jobs um and i, I was working full-time at the time in construction mm. and i was working for my dad and it's if there's anyone out there that knows to work for your parents, it's not easy. It's an amazing yeah. thing. Uh, also, you have to be better than every single person in the company because you don't get an excuse. And right. that was something my dad had to learn from his, from his dad and then from me, from my dad. So he came in one day. I was going on vacation with my friends, and he came in on the Friday. He's like, when you come back from, from your holiday, do you, want to, do you want to quit your job and give it a go? And I'm like, quit what? He's like, do you want to... <laughs> Do you want to stop working? Because I think you should give this a shot and I'll take you as far as I can go. And if I wow. can't take you any further, that's it. And to this day, like, they'd make me like well up. I was like, who does that? So, <laughs> and it's not just like, oh, that's my son and like biased. He, he's like, no, you should give it a shot because I know what it's like. My dad toured for a long time in the 70s and 80s. And, oh, okay. And, that's where that met, came from. Yeah. I met my mom and, and then okay. tried this solo thing and got in the wedding scene had a family yeah but he had, a, he had a couple of really great opportunities and experience traveling on the road to scandinavia and all over mm. europe so it's in there so it always was it just yeah. took a bit of a painful way to get to me so um but yeah there was and That's then beautiful. four years i think i played my first played my first show by myself with an acoustic guitar the songs i'd written and the september of 2010 so even though it seems like 13 years ago almost it still feels like it was yesterday. So, um, and then I came to Nashville four years after. I just never really looked back, and that was it. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. As, as you know, there's many extensions of if you're willing to grow and you enjoy growing. There's many extensions that then become of you. So yeah, a lot's well, happened love, since I moved. Yeah. Yeah, and I love how your father. I was curious. I was like wow because that's very atypical mm -hmm. so but he had it in yep. his roots yeah <laughs> it's like, in there and my great grandpa as well was a tenor singer always carried yeah. the harmonica in his pocket so it's in there it was just it had to be that's the way it had to be to to find its way through mm -hmm. me so my mom yeah. was a dancer as well so there's all sorts it's all in there it's all yeah in there. definitely mm -hmm. and you have a, a knack for uh like I said, a romantic, but it's telling a story with your songwriting. Um, mm, can you share where that arrived from? Is it something that was always there, storytelling, writing in the family? Yeah, I mean, I think I do 
I believe that most of it comes from like the energy that runs through my family. Mm. Like, I've been blessed to like beautiful grandparents that unconditional love and that cuts through your family. Not every family's perfect, that's for sure, but um I've had their moments also. But my mum and dad met. It couldn't have been a more romantic story. They met a tribute to Elvis's life when Elvis passed away in seventy seven. So mm. that's why I have the number everywhere. I, I was gonna ask you, yeah. yeah. So they had um yeah, they met. Um mum was dancing to Elvis songs and my dad would come on stage with his band and perform Elvis songs and back mm. in Glasgow. And then the two of them really are verbally like they've admitted and said that I couldn't tell you what came over me as soon as I saw your dad's like, I'm gonna marry that guy, but like I've never spoke to him. He's a front man in a band. There's yeah. no way that I could get to him. And my my dad said the same thing, he's like, As soon as I saw your mom's like, I'm gonna marry her. And I was like, mm. That is that's a rarity, you don't hear that. Um Yeah. So that that's as like I said, that doesn't mean it's perfect from then there on out. Um, but it's a beautiful story and it does happen. Yeah. So there's that energy that's there and Mum and dad were always very inspiring, whether it was like um, songs or like movies. A lot of the greatest movies, like growing up, like that was being fed into me and my sister. I have an older sister. So mm. that it's in there, it's the energy and like the spirit that's in there. So, um, and if you want to put it down to I'm a cancer, so it's like I'm a very feely person and yeah. I have good intuition and I pick up on people's emotions. But I look at a cancer. If you really, if when a cancer gets to understand what a cancer is, uh, it's like a superpower. If you know how to control your emotions, absolutely, there's so much of it, and people get very overwhelmed so easily. So I kind of know when to like funnel it, and especially yeah. coming in my songs, I could be some songs. I could just go all out on emotion if I want to. So I'd, yeah, I mean, I've gotten better over the last couple of years of working on new stuff. Is pinpoint it and like hit it really hard in certain moments um yeah yeah so that energy is just all there is i do think it's based from like family that's what it is my my grandmother's got a lot to play like just her energy in general just the who she was like that comes through my my bones it's really yeah. interesting um and that i wouldn't want anything different because the effect that she had on everyone else it's like why should i not have that energy going through um yeah and it's natural it's not like a I look at our picture every day. It's like, cool, help me here, grandma. <laughs> you feel Even though it. I'll talk, I'll totally, I'll talk, I'll talk to people that have passed on all the time. Yeah, um, but yeah, the romantic romanticism probably comes from family, and I do love movies. It's a, I do some videography in this side just as a hobby and extra jobs. But I just love um, visual, and also have like a collected synesthesia over the last few years where. I, I describe like I see colors, but I don't actually see them. Oh, um, okay. Probably see why that that painting behind me has got yeah. a lot of random colors okay. of John Lennon. Yeah. But yeah, I, I describe it so people understand. Like I see it, but I don't see it. It's like a feeling. So yeah. when I meet people, they remind me of a color. Um, oh. And then the same with music. If I know, especially when I'm working on production, I'll I know I can get to the finish line because I could always see the color. And it, it makes yeah. me feel a certain way. So uh, sounds are colors to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So, like, mm-hmm. the, like the chakra system. Totally. Yeah. Like I have yeah. a song called Big Heart that I brought out. I was like, this is the heart, but it's, I just, the artwork was all green and that's mm. the way it made me feel. Um, yeah. So yeah. 
colors, yeah. movies, it's all visual. It was probably the romantic, romantic part of yeah. my creativity. And, and what color do you, does your system typically operate? Heart and then what else? <laughs> what yeah. colors do you operate from? I mean, when I definitely in my mind, I always have like a, a, a pink or like a lavender mm. color that's always there. I feel like that color never really, um, it never really dies out of feeling good. It's like a, yeah. a pick, pick me up color or it's happy, yeah. it's in love. I don't know. Um, yeah, th I think that's the one that I always see like more in my, I guess, my frontal lobe and stuff like that. But um, yeah, oh, the sacred yeah. heart, sacred heart. Totally. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you're you're. I'm gonna call it the Buddha self, but your wisdom self. So that's beautiful. You're yes. definitely driven by um, listening on a deeper level. So and I'm trying. I'm also trying to be better when someone not that I talk over the top, but because I'm. We just all. If you're if you're really um you really enjoy conversation, it's easy for you. Also, if you're a good person, you're a good listener. It's still very easy for you to like. I know what I'm going to say next. Yeah. Instead of being like, wait till they're finished, because there might be an extra little magic they're about to tell you, let them finish. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, how would you say through your awakening to even, even some of your mastery over your zodiac, we'll call it, mm -hmm. your emotions, um, helped you through understanding depression? Because I've seen you share some of your, on social media, just like encouragement to others. Um, mm -hmm. how has that all been intertwined and how much do you rely on that for yourself and help to share mm -hmm. it with others? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, of course me going through even early on, watching my mom go through depression. My uncle was also schizophrenic for most of his mm -hmm. life. He unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago, just uh, fell in any sleep as well, which made me, it makes that more comforting for sure. But yeah. he was a very rare type of person and like mindful. He was very loving as well. Like everything was just all about family. There was never any yeah. erratic, scary words thrown out there. It was all just yeah. for pure love. So I also came from that background and I'm a very patient person. So I enjoyed sitting with his time because mm -hmm. he liked to just be in silence or talk about something that not many people would want to talk about and go there and I'm like oh I'll go there because I've felt my own whether it's depression or everything every emotion that you can think of is like I felt like a in my own personal journey I've experienced at an earlier age so I've been living with it for a, a little longer I've yeah. also been I was also the kid that really liked to wander off. I had like a harness on me when I was, <laughs> my mom had a harness on me when I was a toddler. So that was a true sign of like, he's going to go somewhere and keep an eye on him. So, so coming uh -huh. to America and, and being on my travels, following like my instinct, took a lot of chances of this feels right. No one will understand me, but I have to do this. And then yeah. my parents would be like, I don't know how you knew that was going to happen. I was like, I didn't. But I had a feeling about something. I just had to do it. Mm. Um, and of course, going through, like I say, like the depression that I felt, and, and it was like a painful depression because it was a severe operation. Mm. So I've I know how to like e execute the amount of like emotion and pain and feeling. Um, yeah. So coming over here, and then 
the world of TikTok and Instagram. And I remember I was like, I, I feel okay about just like talking here. Like I would never, some people may think I, I remember one of my closest friends, became my closest friend. And he's like, early on, I was like, you are so intimidating. And I was like, me? I'm not, <laughs> don't say that. You can't say that to cancer. Like, I was like, I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, no, no, you're just like so comfortable in your skin. I was like, I don't, I mean, you could say that. Just, it took a lot to like be okay yeah. with just talking. Yeah. Um, and even talking on stage in between songs is like, I could talk forever. I, don't, <laughs> I was never like that. I was like a shell, like growing yeah. up because I had all this emotion that was trapped in there. Right. Um, so I realized that like, if I just talk about how I feel, I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. I'm not looking for help. I'm just telling mm. people how I feel. I'm just putting it out there, which then gives them the doors open for them to be like, oh, maybe I can talk about mine. Yeah. So I've, I've realized that this, uh, it's, it's a very, it's like a beautiful little meadow that people have never seen before, but they've always wanted to go to a really nice meadow and walk in. It's like, oh, it's, it's kind of like, like the yellow brick road scene it's like this yeah. is actually a place so yeah. now you can actually go there because i think the most important thing in our life is just to become more peaceful mm. <laughs> you know uh, and yeah. people want to people want to admit it that they won't turn around it's like i just want to be peaceful it's like we're doing all these things because that's what we want but you won't say that's what it is yeah um so yeah i think it just got easier just talking about how i felt and I realized, like, this is really helping people, and especially my songs. Like, over the last couple of years, everyone's adopted copious amounts of different emotions and feelings and anxiety and depression yeah. more than they ever thought they would. And, of course, there's many yeah. reasons why. So I realized, especially my song, Let Life Love You, is literally the emails I've had from people. Yeah, because you still get, I still get shocked all the time when someone messages me and says, oh, I've been listening to your music. And I'm like, you listen to my music? What? Because mm. that was never my goal. Yeah, but it's it never my goal. But it, it's it's a goal of how I can help people now. It was never my goal in the first place. So it's a shock to my system. So it's yeah. another reminder of like, I need to accept what I've been given more, even though I tell myself like, oh, I know I've been given a gift and I know how to use it. It's a reflection back on myself. It's like these people actually, they yeah. need you. No one needs anything, but they actually do need you because it's letting you know what your capabilities of helping people are. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, yeah, it's been um, between just talking, whether it's talking on TikTok or whatever, because our musicians, we do our songs and we try and get attention for our music. And then <laughs> one day I was like, whatever, I'm just like... <laughs> It was like a 10 second video and i said if you're not in love with god if you're not in love with the universe then i'm not interested there's something like if you're not open to yeah. it it was just a, a yeah. throw off yeah and it was like a hundred thousand views in like two hours or something i was like oh of course i just have to remind myself to just be myself so absolutely so just so just talking and um also realizing this helping me because it's like I'm talking to a therapist or something like the internet's a therapist for yeah. me <laughs> yeah and then it's like it's going to help someone else while it's helping me so it's like if Absolutely. I get this off my chest it's the conversations that I hope everyone else has them in the morning in the shower but I have a conversation myself in the shower I'll play out scenarios that have gone on in my head I'll answer them back 
Yeah. So if I can get that stuff off my chest this way, one, it might not even be real or happening. It might be yeah. in my mind, but if I even speak it out, it's already gone before it might happen. Yeah. <laughs> like a Absolutely. like a future moment or affirmation. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. beautiful well and that's actually how i discovered you with tiktok tiktok's really oh, cool. interesting because it's like a a raw i call it raw and real world where you're just like mm -hmm. it is you're like you're there talking you know yeah and it is. the the one that the first segment i ever saw of you was you saying you wanted to go have dinner it was like you were talking mm. like your future love and you're like people don't know they don't know what i was talking about most people still haven't figured out what i was on about <laughs> i was talking about my song Oh, I don't know that's if they knew awesome. that. I, I was did, trying to let I, people know that I'm in a relationship with my song. And I was like, oh, I want to take you. Like, I was waiting to I see if anyone it. would jump on it. So, yeah. Oh, we'll have to tag it in because it, mm -hmm. I had literally just had a session with, I work with people one on one. And mm -hmm. uh, right after I got out that session, <laughs> your face it comes up. She's it looking for relationships. So probably my phone is listening or whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so, and then the for like, you page is a really it's a really beautiful thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, it was beautiful. I'm like, oh, and like I, I'm like, see, it's out there. Like I said, see, the potential is out there. Other people are thinking of this, so I didn't. Yes. that's a new aha for me that you were speaking of your song. So that's. Beautiful. I was trying to see if someone would click onto it, and I was like, because um, someone said um. A friend I was on our podcast, I'm going to forget the name of it right away because my head's running. But um, when I was on the podcast and she said to me, and it, it to totally opened up my perspective of not just the music creators, but the listeners. And she said, I think I'm in a relationship with your song. And I'm like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Like, that's what yeah. a, a songwriter wants to hear. She's like, I'm literally in a relationship with your song. And I was like, wow. And I was like, people talk about like, wow, I really wish I could play guitar. I wish I could sing. And like, I love music, but I really wish I could. People don't get enough credit. It's like, so what would the world be if it was filled with so the amount of songwriters and artists there is today if no one's there to listen to it? Right. It would be a right. pointless thing. So people have yeah. to understand it's a virtue to listen and understand music just as probably more than it is to actually create yeah. it. When people Absolutely. look at it vice versa the other way, because music is so easy to take in and receptive to it but yeah. i was like that's that's another thing that people talk about is like it's a virtue to listen to music to be able Absolutely. to resonate with it yeah um, well and share a little bit because you have quite the nostalgia to your presence mm. and even what your creative expression is the cinematographer in you uh can you share a little bit about how you feel about you know the old vinyl to needle uh, mm. where there's a, a a huge i would say in the generation of like the early 20s that they really want to go back they'll always say i want to go back to the 70s like yeah. they have a yearning they don't really want the the tech so can you share a little bit about your thought of that because you know the mm -hmm. further we go down this ai world where they're even talking about writing songs like i'm like i don't think i really want to listen to a machine written song i want to listen to no. your song that's a hard exactly. you know you know mm -hmm. a humanness to it you mm -hmm. can't it's not going to be perfect because that's the, yeah. that's the beauty of humanity imperfection versus perfection mm -hmm. 
so share your your vantage on all this that you know there's like these mm -hmm. worlds pulling and colliding and trying to figure each other out right now um here's my like first thought on that is there's going to be a decision split between two roads mm -hmm. and this is talking about moving forward humanity sense i think there's yeah. a there's a road that's going to fork off into two and it's a decision that you're going to make as soon as you make that decision i don't think you're going to come back from it not like in a really drastic sad thing but in regards to that ai is you're going to choose to be real and want real things in your life or you will go down that road and it will always be that so you'll always yeah. be you'll always be distracted and that's what everything is everything's a distraction and making you drift off from like who you are get back to the feeling that only you know feels good to you and always stay in that feeling because everything else just pulls you out of that feeling i'm going through that like right now of it's like oh i know what's happened get back to the feeling it's like yeah. the things that you really want from your life sean and the space that you want to be in or wherever your dream house is or whatever it is you have to stay in the feeling of it and that's something mm -hmm. that i'm trying to improve at keep reminding myself is like it's the feeling it's not there's nothing else. Everything else in between doesn't exist until you actually get to the feeling. Or you don't you shouldn't know how it exists and how to figure it out. So in regards to moving forward and the whole like AI thing and that I, I must be crazy then, but because putting a a physical disc and people have never watched a video and hit, like the way those needles move inside to that yeah. to create music is mind blown because everyone thinks it's um the fact that it comes out of your phone is like wow that song's great and this music's great and it's created through there it's like imagine how when you first picked up a vinyl and played it it's like how did they put the music in here how did they do it yeah and you go on youtube and watch the videos and even the shape of the needles like um zoomed way in or microscope yeah. and you're like this isn't this is the most um, one of the most amazing inventions to, to create that um but now there's nothing more than being present than literally taking a physical vinyl put it in there you can't go and skip it because that's another thing that we're all we're all moving too fast and we're all eager yeah. to get to the finish line there's no finish line anyway i know yeah. why you're all trying to rush for people are <laughs> over undertaking overtaking in the highways like you may be late for your meeting but there's nowhere else to go after that yeah exactly <laughs> Um, oh. But yeah, the it's the thing is to stay in the moment and not get distracted because the further that you get away from like yourself and the way that you're supposed to feel, like your loving self, the way your body yeah. is vibrating, is going that way. But yeah. I want to go this way. Yeah, and I won't well, ever you... go that way. That you can <laughs> you can throw me off a bridge. It's like I ain't going that way. I'm not doing it, honestly. Yeah. Well, in mm -hmm. the Hopi prophecy, I have a connection to Hopi Nation. They're an indigenous <laughs> tribe out in Arizona. And they mm, talk wow. of these two paths that are happening right now where mm. uh, humanity will choose. And uh, so you speak it, yeah. exactly mm. of what's happening. Mm. Um, and, and speak a little bit about the beauty of finding music. So, you know, I've gone through in working with the music industry and then 
coming from when I was a kid, <laughs> I'll mm-hmm, take myself mm-hmm. a little bit. When I was a kid, we had to search out our music. And then yeah. the only time that you could get the music, like, you know, get an overview was Sunday. They would like play on the radio. And mm. then once they introduced tapes, you could record. Your yeah, you could, yeah, you could. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but now, I mean, there was such a beauty to that and there was a serendipity to it because I'm kind of amazed at some of the music that I found um, mm-hmm. and it stayed with me, like it made an imprint and then later on. So can you share a little bit more about the value of that, even having the woman that uh, interviewed you and shared about um, being, you know, having a relationship with your lyrics? Because that's also what we used to do we would like read all the lyrics and we'd memorize the songs and yeah. we'd sing them mm-hmm. together where now mm-hmm. it's kind of it goes fast like you said everything goes so yeah, yeah. too fast yeah. mm-hmm. well, i think I, i've been as i say i've been lucky enough to to be born in a house where a musician lives and and living in that world it's like coming from that generation of how he learned and what did it for him how did my dad and my mom we talk about like all these amazing bands and artists and when they first heard them and i keep asking the same questions when i was back home at christmas time i mean we were in the isle of sky and me and my dad took us we drove by ourselves mum was just chilling out so two or two of us boys just hit the road and then we just started to listen to some older stuff and i started to puzzle my dad and he's told me before i'm like so what what happened when you where were you when you heard david bowie for the first time and my dad like here we go. Like I can just tell that this is one. This is what I want to hear. And two, like this, this is the question you should be asking me. And he just talks <laughs> about. I'm like, how exciting there was. It's not like you have all these options of where to find new music like you did back then. So you only really had, I guess, a couple of places that you would find new music, whether it's the radio or like word of mouth if someone heard it on the radio. Yeah. So I was like, what? What was it like, Dad? And he's and he says. Like, He's like, I just don't know what it was. It was coming through the radio. It's like, I've never heard anything like this. And I think like 60,000 songs a week come out on Spotify and Apple Music, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and and like you were saying, it was ex- it was so exciting because you knew on a Sunday that you could maybe hear something new. Yeah. And there wasn't, it's a beautiful thing that there's so many people creating music, but it's, it's harder to be blown away and surprised um and i think the thing that i want in my life now is to be shocked all the time and and it's more like that in conversation i mentioned this um before christmas where i thought that i i thought that i should always want to relate to everything that someone's telling me the conversation they're having with me i was like i need to relate in my head <laughs> and it's like that's another thing that i'm trying to stop myself from my tracks and yeah. say no sean you're trying to you're your your survival instincts kicking in because they want you to let you know that you're surviving rather than be just step back and just look for the, the next thing that I'm going to be shocked by. That's why sometimes when I'm writing in the room with my best friend or whoever it is and we say something and we burst out laughing. Mm. We're laughing because we're in shock. Yeah. We've never heard it before instead of being like, oh, that's like, that's like everything else. Like, right. So <laughs> that's what I want. I was like, well, that means it's good because it's I'm in shock. Right. Yeah, so I just want to be like, it's the shock thing. And that's why shock culture 
not everyone loves it these days because things are being said be like oh. it's like yeah you're not used to it <laughs> that's why we need to like digress we need to like listen and respond in a healthy mm. manner whatever yeah. whatever it is because we're in shock it's right. like it's actually good to be shocked because that means that you're not comfortable yeah it's like who wants to be comfortable with time <laughs> i do love my certain foods and doing certain things that make me feel comfortable but i want to be shocked so yeah um so well, i think sure. that thing for david bowie yeah and yeah that's what right, i want to find yeah. it i want to i want to be shocked in that world of new music but it's very hard very hard yeah. well and, sh and share a little bit about um even in the healing process uh, oftentimes when people have gone through trauma i'm gonna take a leap that you mm. you know the answer to this uh, depression, all of those things that um, typically because of fear or sh or shock, initial mm -hmm. shock from the trauma, they freeze, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. also share the medicinal benefit of shock to move yourself in back into forward motion versus I'm a fellow crab also. So we oh, go into go. our shell. That makes sense. There we go. Yeah. We go into our shell, but share a little bit mm -hmm. about the value of shock to help move forward with goals and um, opportunities and inspiration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, especially looking back at, like when I was a kid as well, I was just always very curious. Um, and like you say, that's not, that's not for everyone, not every kid. Some kids are, I remember one of my close friends back home, they eventually moved to Australia, but his younger cousin, he didn't talk until he was eight or nine, something like that. Oh, wow. Um, and while he was on the spectrum, yeah. The way I look at it, it's like, that's a beautiful thing because it's like, yeah. where's his head at? How oh, I know what's in his head here? Yeah. Um, so like me, I was just very cur curious. I was always wondering. And then I was, I was maybe like in 11, 12, I was never home. I was in the woods. I was climbing trees. I was doing all the things. Mm. And then even when I went, went to school, I would always be like, yeah, but why? I would always say, but what about this? No, this is the way it is, Sean. I was like, no, but why would... So I would always be curious and always ask questions. Yeah. My report card always would say, Sean could do better. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm wondering, why, what is the delivery guy delivering outside the window at class? Sean, listen in, I'm like, yeah, but what is it? <laughs> I just wanted to figure things out and... and, and um, see where things were going yeah my curiosity so um the shock i think the shock part is not getting too comfortable and always want to change i know when i'm if i'm working a lot in my music and i really love that part i'm creating i could just sit for hours and hours mm -hmm. and then i know i'm doing it it's like that um survival instinct is like you need to you need to cut the cut the cord for a second and do something completely different so I'm, tr I'm trying to get better at that. I do like the cold showers thing in the morning where I shock my body and go into yeah. that state. Um, so yeah, there's, there's many things. There's, there's a few things that I do in my day-to-day -day life that's like helping. There's a lot that I want to incorporate because in, I don't want to get too, um, I don't want it to be too safe. Um, yeah. And then the music as well. I don't know the, the shock part of that is, I just want I just want someone to do something that's not been done before. Um, yeah. And I don't know where the world I have my small amount of fan base and I've always been the person like the circle here of what's really cool and what's always great and always in. I'm always 
orbiting the circle. I'm always mm. there. Mm. It's like I'm the guy on the outside that will like if you're all going this way and you all want to keep, I'll go that way. Yeah. Like a minute and a half in, it's like I'm going to go Steely Dan on you. Yeah. Go all Steely Dan. <laughs> People like not everyone loves Steely Dan, but I was like, what would they do? It's like yeah, go that way because it's boring. Why would they want to just do the same as everyone else? And that's not a not a negative thing. I just mean. I just enjoy that feeling of shock. Yeah. Some people are just a very emotive song is a shock thing to me as well. Something that's just hits it really just right. That's a shock as well. Yeah. So I think it come, comes in like many different ways, especially in in songs and how they make you feel. Um, my shock is just people tell me that they still listen to my music and my song did this and it's like... That's hard to. That's that's just someone saying like, I I really love you. <laughs> yeah. Which I've better take like taking compliments, and if someone tells me I love you, like, I'll tell you that back. Yeah. But that's a way of their songs. The reaction to my song is like, I really love you. I was like, oh damn! It's like, crushed to the heart yeah. again. Yeah. Um, well, your, yeah. Your music is very beautiful. Like I said, it's a very um, story. It. Yeah, it has an art form of storytelling that mm. uh, is oftentimes lost in some music that's made today because it's like mm -hmm, put mm -hmm. through a very specific machine uh, that makes it uh, very predictable. So yeah, it's nice to have a story in this in a song. You know, thank so, you. Uh, I love mm -hmm. that about and where you've recently released. A couple songs this mm -hmm. past year mm -hmm. and then um what are you creating next in the studio where where's your heart leading you yeah i mean i'm currently i put these two songs out at the end of the year and these were like my reminders for myself of the music that i loved growing up to whether that was mm -hmm. like you two or steely dan whatever so i wanted the like brian adams i wanted all the nostalgia feeling to come back so that 20 years time I want to say like that's still a good song I don't care I don't need anyone's opinion I just love that I love making that it was almost like Sean is the fan what does he really want to hear Sean do <laughs> yeah and I was like I had it on the nose and, I, and I, I'm not like a big-headed person I was like I don't care if it gets X amount of plays or it doesn't, gets attention. I did this for myself. It's right. like, I need to start showing like who I am as a musician, songs that I, I want to perform live as a band that are really mm -hmm. gonna feel like a band's playing. I wanted to write that way. So I'm still in that world right now. I've got like so many songs to get through. Um, I do like most of the production by myself. So mm -hmm. I have friends that play on it and I just really enjoy the, it's a sculptured effect of having it in front of me on my screen. Yeah. Whether it's guitars or bass, whatever, I'll just sit for hours until I find it's like the Tetris, colorful Tetris thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a there's a wave of colors here and I need to find the exact pattern. Um, yeah. And my brain just sees it in shapes and colors. So mm. I I love that and I'm working on another couple of songs where follow behind the back of thinking of you like in hearts to see go and then i have these other songs on the side that there's two or three ready that are also the about longing everything i'm doing is about longing that's all yeah. it's ever been 
because yeah. and everyone's as I said, I said this on a video the other day. It's like if you're happily married, you've been married for forty-five years, whatever. But you still have longing. You have longing for something that you don't know what it is, mm. but you have that feeling, and that's good. Yeah, that means it's not. It's not like you have desperation to find it. Yeah, I just want to feel that in my stomach. So that's what I want my songs to be like. What is it like? Yeah, helping to get through. I wanted to feel. In, I want you to feel it in your stomach. It's the way. I feel about Scotland when I go home. It's like, I just want mm. to feel it in my gut. And that's like, that's all I will ever be every time I hear it. That's all I want. Right. So, and some people, like you say, interpret my songs, interpret my songs different. And they get to dissect it for their healing yeah. or whatever to make them feel better. If they want to dance with their underwear with a vacuum, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Whatever, you, whatever your thing is, it's <laughs> yours to have. Yeah. But I'm working on these other ones. Um, and then I started like a, a, start, a few days ago. A friend of mine's a female artist that I'm working with. We're just going to do like a, a male female duet, TV and film sync style music. So, going to do keep myself preoccupied and work on that for a couple of days and finish my own project. So, yeah, I realized that when I sat down after I spoke to you, of course, and we eventually got the chance to do this, there was a lot of things that happened. I'm sure yeah. for everyone, I would through a roller coaster, losing a friend and, and going home. And then I get back and I was gifted some of his musical equipment. His family says, we want oh, you to beautiful. have this. So it was like, okay. And even though that was overwhelming, it wasn't until the start of the year, I get myself settled in. And I'm like, mm -hmm. this is another part of your superpower, Sean, but you're getting yeah. given someone else's. So like yeah. throw it in there. And I wouldn't have wanted to build that studio and rebuild it, make it bigger and get back into it if I didn't just truly love it. And that's what it is. I sat at the conversation myself. I'm like, I just love doing this. Yeah, that's and beautiful. And, I, and it will get to those aspirations and things I want to achieve and be in my dream house one day. These things are going to happen, but... I have to remind myself that the reason I just do it is because I love it. That's it. Yeah. And it sounds so cliche. I'm sure a lot of people say it, but I'm like, I just have that feeling in my gut. That's all. And that's the only thing that even when I started out doing music, when I had no idea what I was doing, but it's like, this is a new discovery of a feeling that I have. I'm yeah. just going to run on this feeling and see where it goes. So I reminded myself at the start of the year, it's like, I really don't care what happens. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. but I'm going to stay in this feeling. This is what I want. So this is the, this is probably my new year's resolution of the reimagine part of myself mm -hmm. and just like reimagine, find your feeling and stay in it. So yeah. just, I've got so much stuff to like in front of me to finish, but it's exciting because I just, as I say, I really enjoy the process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it is beautiful. Um, I think you have John Lennon behind you. Is that right? I do. Yeah. Someone. Yeah. Um, when you said imagined, I was like, yeah, you're. Scary. I just realized I said that actually. Yeah. I've got <laughs> David Bowie here. I've got the police. I've got Paul Rogers and Free. I've got Steely Dan. You too. I've got Bob Marley. I've got Prince. Nice. I thought if I'm going to create this, I need to have them in here. Yeah. You so, have some, some good uh, people feeding through with you. Yep. Bring that, um, leave that energy here. Well, when you talk about, you know, the path of like going away, you know, choosing the path, we're all like the human path or the technical yes. 
robot path, I'll call it. Um, mm -hmm. Share a little bit more about when you, because I love what you said, like longing, you want to have longing, but mm -hmm. in our, when people take a spiritual path, there's some aspect of learning how to be, I'll say content, mm. but it, in the sense of not um, causing chaos, meaning that you're content with the inner workings, like you said, you've mastered yes. your emotions, but the momentum to move forward, talk a little bit more about that, how that mm -hmm. longing serves. Um, it's not a grasping, it's like, I see it like you explaining it as a wheel propelling you forward. Yeah, I think the everything, as I say, I think everything in front of you is a distraction because it's all, like you say, it's all an internal feeling and that's the thing that you should live off. Um, and there's, is it, uh, is it Neville Goddard? I'm trying to think, mm. I'm making this wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe send you the names after, like, I'll forget this. Yeah. Here, but, um, talking about none of this is actually real. None of like yeah. they talk about the matrix thing and stuff. Like yeah. none of this is actually real that's happening in the front of you unless it's a feeling makes you feel good. Mm. Um, so if everything's a distraction, but there's a distraction that actually makes you feel good and not the sense of like, um, like you're loving that every anything. There's so many things that um, heightened emotions that can make you feel good and whether if you really want to go and talk about. Um, they say the world that most men are addicted to porn. Mm, yeah. Right. There's that world. Like yeah. that's a huge distraction, massive yep. thing because there's a longing for a feeling from someone. Right? Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. There's a, there's this thing that they think it's there. It's not through that though, but yeah. the idea through that is somewhere you're almost in the right place, but that's right. the distraction that you shouldn't pay attention mm. to. Um, so yeah, just, using my intuition really just to say like what's a distraction and what's not um while while driving the bus and my feelings are all in here yeah. if you're going to stop the bus make sure it's a good one <laughs> <laughs> so like that do you know what i'm saying so yeah like distraction absolutely. distraction like pick your stop wisely choose yeah. your stop wisely um yeah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Again, it's, it might not be, um, I may not be explaining it too too well, but it's just the feeling I want to stay in. Um, yeah. Whether talking about affirmations and stuff, whether it's the, it's the environment that I want to live in further down the road, or it's already here. Mm. I have yeah. to make myself feel like I already have it. I'm sure you've mm. probably spoken about this type of thing with many people. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm just really wanting to work on the feeling yeah. and then catch myself out when I'm drifting. She's like, yeah. Sean, no, don't do it. You actually know that you're doing it. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the two fork road thing, I'll never, like, there's so many things I already know that I will never do. Yeah. And now it's a conscious decision. It's like, no, that's my foot down. I will never do that. Yeah. And that's, maybe that's an understanding of you really knowing I don't know what my soul's name is. Does my soul have a name? I don't think it does. I don't know what might actually, <laughs> but I just know that, that my soul doesn't want that and my soul yeah. shouldn't do that. And I don't want my soul to do that either mm. yeah. because my intuition is oh. telling me that further down the road, that's not good. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So, and also 
physical things, even though I'm saying like most things are not real in front of you. But if I can get a feeling from picking up like a vinyl or like yeah. that's that's a healthy thing. Yeah. As as, as an example. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, you're sharing it so beautifully because it's um, you're breaking down something that's actually very abstract but powerful. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, yeah, so but for the listeners, I, you know, that aspect of you sharing that the longing is actually pulling us to stay in that resonance that our soul yes. is commanding us and yes. telling us to do. And most of the conflict, um, any kind of addiction is when we're not listening to the resonance that we're our soul is guiding us, helping us. Yes, that's for. It. So that makes yeah. that's yeah, articulated way better. Is that when knock your soul's knocking on the door to Yeah. Like, yeah, this is it. This this is good. This is good. And if you don't yeah. hear it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're mm-hmm. we're more than likely on, you know, this threshold of that where we have to start listening to our soul, especially if we're choosing the human path, the humanity path versus the robot path. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's so, good. I'm glad that you have some form of interest in asking certain questions like that because whether whatever the language or if I'm interpreting it right, when people are listening to this, it has to be, um, it has to resonate with them because they're maybe at the crossroad. Yeah, well, I think you said something mm-hmm. so profound using that word longing because um, in our society where we've been led into the, like the sleepy dream is because mm. of grasping, not longing, meaning yes. that they've like given us the forbidden fruit to chase after, but the longing actually keeps us on course. So I think that's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I hope you write a song called longing. I don't yeah, know if you maybe have already. <laughs> we'll definitely be like working on it. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think that like the longings, like it's not the need. The longing's not the need for anything. Yeah, it's so, this beautiful dance. Um, yeah. And so, are you going to play live soon? Like, uh, do um, you have anything up and coming in your area? Yeah, I've got a couple. Like, in, um, I could send you the exact dates. No, I've got them off my top of my head. And also okay. trying to like come out to out west to like play a couple of shows. My f- couple of friends here, we'd played at the hotel cafe. I'd played a few times before, but. We played a few years back and like we should do another show there so yeah and i keep like meaning to like come out west i was just picking the right time to do it as well um definitely been super comfortable in nashville with our with our ways here we've been blessed with a lot of things so yeah just <laughs> travel many time Cal- in the year yeah many californians want to flood nashville <laughs> well there's a, there's a lot of me here which at the same time is like a always intrigued to hear like why they move and i'm never i'm never surprised it's just just like this small things but um but yeah i want to come out kind of west and play a couple like shows um that would be amazing yeah some days you go through like your i guess if you're you're more in your shadow mindset and you're thinking it's like things are not really working out here like should i keep doing this should i keep doing that and it's not until some i put a show back home before i came back to the u.s and um this girl it's like i saw you years ago and it's been obviously years since you played scotland and it's like i just want to like tell you it's like just don't ever stop doing this and i'm like okay yeah absolutely. and i'm like because that's she's like i don't know if i could go on without listening to your music and i'm like <laughs> all right cool there's another that's like your soul slapping you in the back of the head yeah like, the reminders yeah yeah and 
my path was always interesting anyway, even from the get go. So it's like, just stay, stay on the bus, stay in the feeling, and yeah, like reminding myself to like enjoy it. Like I talk yeah. about like whether some of these videos and maybe I don't enhance, um, maybe I don't remind myself enough of myself when I'm doing these videos because I know they can help people and I know it's yeah. healing me somewhat. But then yeah. I'm like, you need to also give yourself like a break, give yourself like some grace and all that. Um, yeah. So be like, I'm asking people, what brings you true joy? And it's like, you're you're literally avoiding it. Ask yourself what brings you joy. So I'm trying to be better at that stay in the yeah. things that make you like not just happy like literally fill you with joy like yeah so. absolutely yeah. absolutely <laughs> wow you're an amazing human being and i'm glad um... oh likewise thanks for having me on <laughs> you, hopefully and you... hopefully we can like like stay in touch whether it is more um in a, in a social sense of helping people like because we're yeah. my, me and my best friend rob are working on this men's mental health podcast so mm. it's very it's fairly early and not vague it's the, the feet are planted but we've got like so many episodes that we have to do before we would put it out yeah there's definitely a there's definitely a space there for us to be sharing our our thoughts and whatnot and people have given us feedback is like when is this happening it's like cool that's just a sign to get it done yeah absolutely yeah. well mm -hmm. um we can even have both of you back on and yes share and shine a light mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. sure and vice versa that's like, i want to like have it's not just to have like people that are depressed and whatnot and yeah we want to have with well, us holistic people everything oh all the walks of life because it's all yeah. again we're they're all just trying to like figure it out and help one another yeah yeah beautiful mm -hmm. well i appreciate you being here today i'm gonna thanks for your questions your questions were really great so because oh, i enjoy talking about that as well. <laughs> yeah I find the beauty in everything Cause she finds the beauty in everything I'm falling through a cloud of violet I'm drifting out to see
Sean for joining us today. That was his song, Lavender. And we're going to exit out with two more of his singles. Thinking of You Hurts to See You Go. And as inspired, please support the arts, the human arts. All his links are below. Sharing is caring. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.
You want me? 